1: My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth Moon, the final minutes, Gone Wars, and also a solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force Strong you all. And remember, sit, Wars. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko, the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. And may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Star wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things politics. Let's get down to it. Just kidding. I'm saying that because we up getting a really interesting review, where apparently we are like the Phantom Menace, and we talk about politics, and I just think it's hilarious because it's not true at all. Um, and 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 and, uh, and then and then then the person's comment was, um, everyone should go listen to Star Wars Theory, and Star Wars Theory is no better <laughs> on that category because. We, we won't get into it because we're still here on the Star Stuff Podcast, but yeah. that's funny. Yeah, my name's David, by the way.
0: Yes, David and Matt. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm here. It's, <laughs> it's okay. My presence wasn't made known at the beginning, but I will accept it. Mm. Um, you have presents? Um, hello.
1: What, is, it, is, is it Christmas or what? So...
0: Presents. It was Easter. A How was your Easter?
1: It was Easter.
0: Happy late Easter, everybody! If you celebrate it, if you don't, then happy bunny day. I guess. <laughs> go get some Cadbury Suka. eggs.
2: Suka. Suka's. Suka.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into religious stuff too. I don't want <laughs> <not> to. <weird. laughs>
1: uh, oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, I Star know. Wars is is about holy mm. religions, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yep, That's are. not how the
0: force works.
1: We are we are changing our entire way that we do things now. Oh yep. man. Don't no, Just kidding, guys. So what so what party are you, Colin? I am <laughs> all for Emperor Palpatine. I think he will I'm a,
0: I'm a gray Jedi. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm I am. I'm campaigning for Max Rebo, which so many comment. Someone made a comment saying, like, someone made that comment because of James is so anti Max Rebo, and uh,
0: you've made us and, anti Max Rebo. We were fine with him before, and then and I
1: and I replied to that comment because of it was getting a lot of traction. I was like, I'm Colin Weaver, and and I, I support I that message. message. <laughs> I support that message. Uh,
0: no, but yeah, no, Jose.
1: But yeah, guys, no, uh, there was a decent amount that, um, that happened. Like, nothing major. It was just more, like, statements. Um, and then, you know, again, we're not going to make this all about Star Wars Celebration again, but Star Wars Celebration is approaching. So that's, that's five very, weeks very away. Yeah. Five weeks away. Very exciting stuff. But uh, there yeah. is stuff about Hayden Christensen, Liam Neeson, who is the mystery person that will score the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And then I have my review of 4, 5, and 6 for the LEGO Star Wars game as well. So, let's break down the news. David,
2: lead us off. So, yeah, we were uh, all kind of wondering who is going to be the composer for the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And we all know that John Williams is going to do Obi-Wan's theme, but we don't know who's going to do the overall composition for the TV show. We had The Book of Boba Fett, where, of course, we had... Um, Ludwig, uh, doing the main theme, and then his buddy, I believe Paul Shirley, uh, did the overall composition. So, a lot of rumors and discussion were going around, okay, well, maybe Michael Giacchino is going to do um, the composition. But, apparently, he's very busy. He's got (laughs) multiple projects in the way. And John Powell was another kind of possibility fans are thinking uh, because he scored solo but apparently he has a couple projects as well and it seems like the front runner now the fans seem to think and of course people say that uh, some sources are reporting that the composer of the Loki series on Disney Plus will be the composer for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and her name is Natalie Holt here's a picture of her right here if you're watching us on YouTube thank you like and subscribe of course (laughs) But yeah, that Loki show was really, really good. Um, the, the 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 score was fantastic. I thought. I haven't seen it since it debuted, but it's uh, not a bad thing when Disney goes over to the other side of the hall and gets and shares the talent. So yeah, Matt, you're gonna say something.
0: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of just piggybacking off what you were saying. I just I was reading an article and they were talking about. Natalie Holt being like this um, kind of like this prodigy that John Williams is supposed to be like mentoring on this project because they're kind of joint working on it. Um, and I just am curious to know um, what other projects Nat, because I don't know anything about Natalie Holt or what projects she's worked on other than Loki. Um, but I was just, I'm curious as to what you guys think about the idea of her, sort of taking over the mantle of being like a, a keynote uh, composer for the star Wars projects. Mm -hmm. Or if you guys know any other works that she's worked on, um, I can like pull up her IMDB. We can discuss like different projects that you might be fans of and you didn't even know she was a part of.
2: Yeah. I think Loki is the only huge project she's worked on. She's scheduled to do music for Batgirl and something called cocaine bear. So.
0: Yes. That <laughs> sounds great. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I'm just kind of scrolling down her IMDb right now. And I'm like looking at projects. She has a lot of like television show credits, So she's familiar with working on different series. And um, I mean, obviously she has some experience being that she did a whole series to Loki. Um, and I, I don't know if she's going to be brought back on again probably I don't know but I'd li- I I, personally liked the film score a lot it was one of the most physically stunning aspects in terms of the senses of the human <laughs> but like like I remember the visual effects that were going on in that show were much like talked about and award winning and I, I know low key I don't know if they got any like kind of awards I wonder if they did for like their film score or stuff like that yeah, for me, for me, Michael
2: Giacchino is the go-to guy. I, I mean, I discovered him while doing, while watching the TV show Lost, and he scored that entire series, and that was awesome. But uh, yeah, he just did the Batman, of course, and he's doing the third Jurassic World, Lightyear, and Thor: Levin Thunder. So yeah, he's he's a pretty busy
1: guy. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! He is doing the music for. The new Thor? yes. Oh man, dude, that dang.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> oh, also, also, he's
2: doing the uh Marvel really Halloween special, Werewolf by Night. Oh, plus. It. So yeah, he is extremely busy.
0: It said that Natalie Holt is a uh, multiple award-winning British composer who has worked on the the pro, the, the Loki, and she got received, um, BAFTA award-winning. Uh, award awards for um wallander nightfall which is a historical historical tv show and a tv bbc television series called three girls that she's all won bafta award winning for um her scores so like she has like like three baftas behind her Um, Nice. so yeah yeah i mean you figure
2: they're not gonna get someone off the street i mean this is star wars i mean it's (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, this is it, Star Wars.
2: Yeah, and anyone that they pull in to to do the music, which is a real big kind of important factor in any Star Wars TV show or, or film. Yeah, it's going to be someone that that's legit. So, yeah, I have really she's no also worries. Emmy about
0: nominated it. too. For what yeah, she's Emmy nominated for a project she worked on in 2017 with Ivor Novello for um a TV series, three girls. So like the, the series that she got a BAFTA award for, she also was an Emmy nominated for film score or for the series score in 2017 for an Emmy. Nice. So, yeah, she's, she, she's got some, some experience.
2: <laughs> yeah. And we're only five weeks away from hearing it. So we'll get those two episodes of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show that Friday, the Friday of celebration. <laughs> and, um, uh, We'll probably all be watching it together.
0: Everyone except for Sam.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What happened with Sam? He's not going. Um,
0: he's not going on Friday. He won't be. Oh yeah. Mm, uh, Yes. Personal family things that he's going to be doing on that day, and he decided he didn't want to go. Personal family celebration on Friday. Personal family
1: things. No, 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 no. Not, not, not Friday, Matthew
0: or Thursday. Thursday. No, Thursday.
1: Yeah, yeah, and on, on that Thursday where it's going to be like the biggest panel pretty much of the entire
0: college. Yeah, we don't we don't got to be talking about Sam like this and go yeah. no, on a podcast. No, 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 no. I'm we'll I'm, I'm you, not re- Sam. So <laughs> we'll so, miss Sam. So
1: actually this is a debate that I would love to hear. If if you guys could um if you were a like a usual let's like like talk about somebody
0: else. Let's talk about someone named um Dan.
1: Uh, Dan. Okay. So, so, let's say if Dan goes to Disneyland every single like time that he goes,
0: (laughs) and he's never
1: been to celebration before. And then Dan's like, I'm going to pick Disneyland (laughs) over celebration.
2: So he's going to Disneyland over celebration.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is. And, 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 and everyone's different, and that's 100 percent fine. But I'm just curious what what, what other people think because I was shocked by that that well, answer. Does he have
0: the
2: option to go to Celebration on that day?
0: Yes, he yeah. does. I was yes, more shocked by what he said after that. He said, "I would pick Disneyland every time over Celebration." Yeah, I was like,
1: "Yeah, I, I, I was like, I was like, bro, you, you've never done Celebration, and also this is like a huge panel." Yeah, so he he was just like, "Eh, like you know, it's it's Disneyland every time." Which, mm-hmm. which it's, it's, it's different when it's like, Disney is your home. Disney is your escape and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm personally a little bit different. I would always be open up to a new experience, especially if like, if I knew oh, like my, gonna again. my friend's life like completely changed, like his whole life changed because of, you know, i going to Celebration. So it's, yeah, it's very interesting. I'm curious what other people would do. Um, I know we're not doing this live, but, uh. Yeah, like it's it's just interesting. Cause like I I would never miss something like this, especially a new opportunity. It is like going it's like having a chance to go to, you know, to something that you've done for a very long time and that you know everything about it and you're and you know slight, you slightly learn, you know, new things every time you go. Or you end up uh, um going to like Paris or something and and then it's like let's go to Paris or let's go to Disneyland. Disneyland. It's like, oh okay. It's, a guy. it's it's just crazy to me,
2: but anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are people are different. I mean, yeah. they, have, they have different priorities,
1: yeah. and yeah. I I would like to bring up the fact that I didn't bring that up. That was Matthew. So <laughs> that was the family. You went
0: into way more detail. You, you are as you opened, as- you opened the jar of cookies. You man. are the you, jar. I yeah. may have opened it, but you are the jar. So who's more at fault? the jam or the man opening it
1: you knew exactly what you were doing i was the man
0: opening a jar all right <laughs> yeah for me well i mean this
2: this is a good this is a good talking point here cuz for me personally celebration is the most special time outside of doing anything with my family i mean celebration is like so sacred to me you know i mean it comes along once a year for lucky. And I mean, we, we were supposed to have it in 2020. And of course it was in 2019. We were all together. And now it's like two years later, a huge pandemic hit humanity. And it's like, we don't know what the future holds. So it's like celebration, man. It's <laughs> that's like the end all be all. That's the closest you can get to being a part of star Wars. Other than having a podcast, I guess,
0: you know, Mm. Or yeah. like being in the films, I guess. Yeah. Or the Halcyon. was kidding. get kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh not me promoting the Halcyon for the past like four episodes in a row on accident.
2: <laughs> so you guys still okay. haven't been on the Halcyon?
0: Nope. No, I've driven past it a couple dozen times or so, but um <laughs> Only when it's docked, yeah. Um,
2: yeah, we're still waiting for our
0: official invites
2: from from Disney. So
0: yeah, we'll be waiting a while.
2: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't get the podcast stage, but we'll possibly get these invites for the Halcyon. So we're just still waiting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in other news,
0: I, I actually officially got my email yesterday with my my denial of. Um, oh yeah. I got. The, I got. <laughs> so- I was like, they're like. Sorry, we can't give you a media badge. Yeah. I was like, You're telling me this now?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: we already kind of figured Thanks. but
1: uh but we but we technically did be like through Ray. So we, that's the really podcast
0: really cool. did get a media badge, but yes. me personally. So that
1: that is no. that is counting as a win, and that's what's exciting to me because it's like Lucasfilm is like, oh, we know these guys. These are the people that are. This is the podcast you know that, the guy. that we copied the face for. About politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh gosh,
2: but, uh, we're, sure we're gonna have that running bad. joke for like years now.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, that I like, like, you, you like sent me that, and I was so like, about what? politics.
0: We love Max Rebo. What is our this? favorite director is Ryan Johnson. Those like, like, so yeah, so it, so let's let's let the like. listeners
2: in because not everyone's a member of the Facebook group. So apparently. Somebody went out to, and we yeah. always talk about it. How go out to the Apple Podcasts, give us a five I star will, review, and write. will Yeah, write a review. So somebody did that, and this is what they said.
1: They, um, <laughs> they gave us a one star and said poorly made, and it's by a guy called uh, <laughs> Revived <laughs> Diney Two.
0: He said, "Let's put this man on blast real quick." Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Why'd hey, be hey,
1: listening hey. to this? Hey, he 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 gave us our our review, so there you go. Let's give him. Um, And then and and it says talks too much about politics and not enough Star Wars. Very disappointed. Mm. Really hoping it wouldn't have to go this way. Oh my goodness, we are so scarred. Uh, If 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 you really want some Star Wars facts, check out Star Wars Theory.
0: Why do I? Why do I sense? Why do I have a slightly weird sense that they might be like from Star Wars Theory? Like, (laughs) I I, it's 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 funny. It's It's just so blasphemously like not. It's not accurate at all. Yeah. So like,
1: yeah. I don't know. And then
0: to add that quick tag at the end,
1: Star Wars Theory is just like you, you are outing yourself as like as someone that is a fan of Star Wars Theory, which is fine. That's Spuffy that's fine. But it's it's just it's just funny that like that was your approach. That was your approach. And we are neck and neck with Star Wars theory almost every single week. Every it's single neck. week. Mm-hmm. And uh and again, n- nothing against Star Wars theory because I know there's always drama like revolving around him and and, and it happens a lot. But it's it's just like it's it's funny to me like that is what you end up with. Is, is go check out Star Wars Theory. Like, that was the thing. And it's not us even spitting out facts. Like, like it's, it, it, like, because of what, what Star Wars Theory does is, is he breaks down, theory, like, he does theories of his own, and then he, you know, talks about, you know, just simple, like, things that has happened in canon and stuff. But we break down the news. So ours is current stuff. So ours isn't even comparing to what? Hello. Yeah. And we're yeah. a diverse
2: group of people, different ages, yeah. races, genders. I mean Yep. Yeah. You get opinions all across the board.
0: Yeah, I'm old, you're young. At work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking the other day, I, you did a podcast where you talked about how you were you were born nineteen ninety eight.
0: That was the year. I was born. And I was
2: like thinking, I was like, wait a minute. You're you're 17. like graduating high
0: school. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was getting ready to graduate. I could have been like cradling
0: baby Matt. <laughs> yeah. You probably would have needed both arms. But, you were you the know. chosen. <laughs> or you you could be like, I could end him now. I'll never have to see him. <laughs> it's like, was him. like what, three? Mm. What?
1: How old were you yeah.
2: in 1998? Like three years old?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Because I was born in 96. 96. Hmm. Oh, so you're two? Wow. But I was born oh, in wow.
0: December of 1998, so like at the uh, end of 1998. So Colin was interesting. It's two going on three when I was born. So yeah. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I just well, want to go well, over the Star Wars. We have Wars learned a lot
1: about each other, but um, and
0: leave a podcast, and then I want to be like, go oh. check out the Marvel stuff podcast.
1: I think so. So, uh, so actually, I, I think it would be really cool if, if we could actually do an episode with, um, like with theory. I, 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 I think that would be interesting. I think that would be. It's like when Raw
0: meets SmackDown.
1: Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Cause of, cause of, I've been watching his videos for a long time. And there are certain things that, like, yes. Like, not everyone will agree with you on what you're going to say. But I would like to take that perspective um, and actually have a conversation with him. Because if he doesn't have that many conversations with other people, it looks like without, you know, them trying to corner him and, like, try and expose him. And so that's why he normally doesn't do it. And that's not really fair to him because, like, you know, sometimes it's nice just to have a conversation. And then you know it's funny because people are always trying to have that agenda, um, which, which I know we would never do, because that's that's not our style. Our, our 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 style is to talk about Star Wars stuff and have a great time with it. And I,
0: speaking of Star Wars stuff,
1: oh yeah, there's actual news we should be talking about.
0: Yeah, can we talk about um, how Hayden Christensen has been like doing his homework?
1: Yes, yeah. so apparently
0: Hayden Christensen has yeah. been doing his homework, mm-hmm.
2: and he had a conversation with Entertainment Weekly, and this is what he said. He said, I went back and rewatched all the films, and I also got the animated shows, The Clone Wars and Rebels. It was interesting. They did a lot with these characters in these shows, and they did further explore the relationship. There was interesting stuff there to learn about. It was great fun getting to go back and reimmerse yourself in the world that just continues to grow and become more and more vast. So apparently Hayden never watched the Clone Wars or Rebels until now.
1: <laughs> well, and, and and a lot of people don't know this, but Hayden actually wanted to play Anakin in, in the Clone Wars TV show and in the movie. But Dave Filoni and them wanted to give Anakin like a new like a new um vibe, a a a, a new perspective. And I think Matt Lander did a wonderful job. And I think it, it's because of we saw more of a adventurous, um, sarcastic Anakin, which we never got to see in live action. We like sort of saw it in, in Revenge of the Sith, and we saw like bits and pieces of it in Attack of the Clones. But that's how he was the entire Clone Wars. And it would be interesting if Hayden didn't. I mean, like if like Hayden did do Anakin for the Clone Wars TV show, because of that. I'm curious of what it would have been like. Um, do you think it would have been the same, or do you think it would have been a, like very different than what we got with Matt
0: Lanter? I, I feel... It, yeah, you go ahead, first, David, you go ahead.
2: I think it pretty much would have been the same, because, I mean, it wasn't like Hayden Christian <clears throat> like controlling and writing, so he'd have to read whatever lines they gave him. But, I mean, if Filoni thinks that they wanted to go in a different tone with choosing Matt Lanter... I mean, maybe the way Hayden Christensen's voice acting was done may have determined what exactly was written on the page. I don't know. But, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, my first initial thought when I first came, I thought about this, like, a long time, ago, like, when they were filming it. And I was like, why are they not using Hayden Christensen's voice? And I, like, did a little bit of research. and um, Before I say what I found out, I would just like to point out that Being a live action um, actor in the age of the prequel films when um, film was being revolutionized and like processes and the way that they go about filming was being rewritten by the Star Wars universe and Lucasfilm, I will say that I give enormous props to the entire cast and crew. Just because, like, if you like ever have watched behind the scene footage of uh, any of the prequel films, you can just see how ridiculous those actors look and pr- do feel while they're on set. I mean, just imagine put yourself in the in the shoes of I'm at best with Jar Jar Pinks' head just strapped to his head, and like in just the way that they worked with artificial technology and cgi and and animatronics and a lot of green screen like 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 so much green and blue screens behind them that acting in a facility where a lot of the perceivable world that you're working around doesn't exist to your eye it's difficult so i give them mad props for that so when it comes to hayden christensen wanting to move from a live action to a voiceover where all he's doing is using one aspect of his body, which is his voice, and nothing else. Um, I can see why it might have been come down to the decision why they decided not to go Hayden Christensen, and they went with a more professional voice actor. Um, I will say that when I did my research, I found out that they did do audio tests with Hayden Christensen to determine whether or not they wanted to go in the that route, in that direction with Hayden Christensen. Um, and They determined that while his voice is 100% accurate to Anakin Skywalker, when he played him in live action, <laughs> they determined that that not what he says, it's the way that he says it and what he doesn't say is kind of what got Matt Lanter in the position where he was. Because as we know, that there is a lot of more audio included in Clone Wars, not so much you know, physical stuff. Wait, so whoa, like,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you telling me that I, that this cartoon yes. has voices and it mm-hmm. doesn't involve what that that's crazy right,
0: right. That's so like answer. the necessarily the movements of skywalker are never never yeah. matt Lantern. obviously it's just the voice so like matt is really good at enunciation he's really good at timing the words properly and not to say that hayden christensen isn't it's just that they determined that matt lanter wasn't so i just like i said being alive action actor like Hayden Christensen wasn't going to voiceover it's just it's a very difficult thing and I don't I'm not saying that Hayden Christensen couldn't or was not up to the task of doing Clone Wars but they they were like we're gonna go with someone who has more experience in this field because as we know Matt Lerner has experience not only with voice acting but with Star Wars I mean with the Force Unleashed the work he did on that video game and the work that he's done in the Star Wars universe before they're like we know that he can do it and he just happens to sound almost almost exactly like Anakin Skywalker. So let's let's just go that route. Also, mm-hmm. I imagine it was significantly cheaper was to hire Netlanter <laughs> over Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Like I, I know that the initial budget for Clone Wars for seasons one through three was uh spit like dirt compared to like season seven uh that they just released a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. So that's those are my thoughts on that. Yeah.
2: And we were at Star Wars Celebration when they met for the first time. There's both, Hayden yeah, I remember that. Lanter. We were all kind of freaking out.
0: That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who it was weirder for the guy who voices him or the guy who plays him. We're like,
2: yeah. So weird? looking at this picture with them side by side, Matt Lanter is a pretty big dude because I know Hayden's like six two, right? Yeah,
0: he's a tall boy. Which is makes it, I am uh, again. Like, I am Hayden.
1: taller. I'm taller than him by one inch. There's a picture.
2: Yeah, there's a picture right there. Mm,
1: yeah, boom. Yeah, Proof.
0: You met Hayden Christensen. What? <laughs>
1: Crazy.
0: He hugged wow.
1: him. I I was so pumped, bro. I, I was so pumped, and uh and 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 now um. There's only a couple of things that I have to add to my Anakin Skywalker, but by by, by May 4th the celebration, oh man, bro. Like I'm I'm excited. Um uh I like I like showed Christian uh and, and like Hunter and them, and we're just like photo shoot's gonna happen. It's gonna be sick. Oh, we want an Anakin because of I can help now- you with
0: that scar. Oh, cool, all right, awesome. I'll give uh, I'll give you the scar, bro. Oh, thanks it. <laughs> I'll give you a scar. Okay, <laughs> moving on.
2: So also, Ewan McGregor talked about his research experience. And he said that he watched all nine movies, start to finish. And he said it was interesting to watch his films because he hadn't seen them since it came out. So it's been like 20 years. Um, so he said it was cool and interesting to watch them, enjoy them without all the noise that was around them when they came out so it's it's so strange to hear people or actors famous actors say they've never watched what they've done and johnny depp right i was about to allude to that literally today yeah he's like (laughs) i i've never watched pirates of the caribbean (laughs) it's like bro did you watch
0: him this is a little little sidetrack but like today in his trial he was like I am an actor. I, like, will do project after project. And then once I'm done acting, I'm an actor. Once I'm done acting, I'll just move on to the pro- next project. So, like, and, like, the initial question was, how many projects have you done since, like, the beginning of this project? He's like, I, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Also, the fact that he was like, I would – the fact that he said that he would never work with disney again and he's never going to return for pirates kind of made me super sad but i get why he's doing it but like that doesn't take away from the fact that i'm being denied my captain jack not wrong so super sad but, but yeah, back I've, heard, on I've heard a
2: lot of stars talk about that how they they never watch themselves it's like when they go to the premieres everyone sits down they just like leave they don't even watch themselves or they just go right. directly to the after party or whatever
0: yeah, are like, all right, I can imagine it's,
2: it's super weird to watch yourself on the big screen act in a thing and that you're hoping everyone loves and you're hoping it makes a lot of money. So, yeah, it's I would imagine it is very strange. So, Liam Neeson was also interviewed, and it looks like comicbook.com spoke with him and they asked him. Not if he was in the Obi Wan series, they asked him, "Are you ever going to consider coming back to Star Wars?" And what he said was kind of uh, out of left field in a way.
0: Dicey, yeah.
2: So he's Liam. Liam Neeson says this. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. If it was a film, yeah. I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to TV. I must admit, I just like the big screen. You know. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of strange considering we're all expecting him to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show in the flesh and not just a voice. But Liam Neeson also continued after that and he reminisced about The Phantom Menace. He said, Qui-Gon, I can't believe it's 24 years since we made Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. I just cannot believe where the time has gone. It, it was a terrific experience shooting that film in London. So... I don't think any of us here think his comments are legitimate. I think we all think he's in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And I think we all think he's fine with doing Star Wars television. Um, I know there's an old attitude in Hollywood that you want to be a movie star, not a TV star. TV stars are below film stars. I mean, that's the old attitude. I know John Boyega talked about that as well. He was like, don't don't Disney plus me. And it's like, what does that even mean, man? That's where all the money's going to be, you know? I mean, I'm pretty sure his agent was probably cringing when he said that. But, (laughs) I mean, yeah, Liam Neeson has to be in that Obi-Wan show. He just has to be. I mean, there's no way that he's not going to be in that show. Unless he did skirt the whole thing and was like, well, I'm just a voice in it anyway, so I'm really not there. That's a possibility. But I think it's highly unlikely that he's not going to appear in Ghost, Force Ghost form. And I know people argue online with you that he didn't complete his train or whatever, but he could have completed it in the ten years that we've waited since Obi Wan dropped off the kids. And I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. there, there is a way around it. So, Matt, what I mean, are your I, thoughts I, on I, Liam Neeson's comments?
0: I I kind of agree with both of you, um, and the fact that like his comments and like we've been through this before, where we have like big names in Star Wars that like, oh, nah, it's not me. I'm not, I'm not doing Star Wars. And then we see him on screen like six months later. I was like, hey, you liar. But like, I'm also looking at his IMDb right now and he has two pre-production uh, credits for, or for actor and he has one post-production or two post-productions. So he has four projects that are being worked on at this present and that is including Kenobi. Obviously that wouldn't be listed there. But the fact that he has four other projects that are in the works currently means that he's busy man um i don't know how much people know about being an an actor in any project but like being in one is difficult i mean he's a professional actor of course so obviously you can do more than one but four being in four projects is is, is, a, is a lot it's a hefty plate and to um suggest that he as was in production or post-production for uh kenobi that's a lot on his plate then again, if he's only doing voiceover work or if he's only appearing in like certain ways or if he's in a very small amount of the project, then he wouldn't be there for very long. Or if they're at all like sometimes like I know that like for Rise of Skywalker, some of the voice actors that they had that were voiced, the Jedi, some of them didn't even come into the studio. They just submitted audio recordings like it was an audition or something. Yeah, so, and Liam, Liam Neeson was actually one of them. Yeah, so if for yeah, he's like big. It was a big screen project, so he, he did get that. But if he's willing to do it once,
2: I'm sure he could do it again. Yeah, and Liam Neeson did do TV because he came back for the Clone Wars and he vo- voiced three episodes for Qui Gon, I believe. Yes, yeah, he when did. he came back as a Force Ghost.
1: So that that arc where Yoda is going is like he how I he, hate that arc. It's so he, stupid. I love that arc. The arc is it. amazing. That I, arc of of where Yoda is trying to learn like to become a Force Ghost and everything, I think that and then that's how they ended so the whole
0: thing, the whole thing. Like, let's end the Clone a Wars while
1: now. ago, and it was because the show got canceled. But I think oh, that was amazing. I I I, th- I think that set so many like seeds for it upset of, me
0: when I when it was first premiered because like I was like it was this beautiful is the Clone Wars, it was done in a beautiful and way, it's, and it doesn't it doesn't lead into Episode Three at all in any way. It didn't make any sense. And I was like, Cause how am I supposed to go from episode, or uh, Clone Wars, and then go straight into episode three? Because se- season seven definitely does that. It sets it up perfectly. But season six, like the last episode, I'm like, I'm left with a Force ghost trained Yoda. That's how you were going to leave me? That's cool. That's great. Um, I guess.
2: Now right. you know how Hidden Christensen felt. <laughs> I,
0: guess, I I wish I knew how Hidden Christensen felt. Um I don't, um, yeah. But like I said, Liam Neeson taking on four projects and potentially a fifth is a lot. So if he is in Kenobi, I'll be like, yo, dude, you're like top notch, <laughs> which he already is. So just pretend I like said that in a month and a half from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was also one
2: outlet that was thinking maybe he wants to come back and do a film, maybe a young Qui-Gon, a prequel film. Where Liam Neeson would act, and they would de-age him, but uh, that seems kind of costly. And it seems like I'm—I would be down for that. I would love to see that. But as think... far as the general, like arc of and major characters that they're trying to kind of put in the forefront for, for the, for the normie, for the general movie goer. I mean, do you think that that would pull more more people in than like Solo? I
1: think if they did, um, which is kind of what the books kind of have been based off, like where they've done Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn, like of those <laughs> novels. I think if they did the storyline of where, um, where it was heavily talked about, um, with Obi Wan about him with Satine, like when they were younger and they were on the run and stuff like that. I think that in the early days of uh, like before the Phantom Menace. So it showed like, you know, where I Sam Jackson know what, what, what where I Sam Jackson. Team. Yeah, I know. So it's it's like where like Sam Sam Jackson could come back as Mace Windu. And um so yeah, no, just that would be very interesting to me because of Lee Mason is an amazing actor. And having him show. come back as Quiet Gun would be great. You know, more Obi Wan. That would be a great you know, place to have more Obi-Wan there. And then we would see live-action Satine. That would be very, very cool. Uh, and then we would maybe go back to the Jedi Temple officially and see more stuff there and go on more missions. I think it would do better as a TV show. I think at this point, I think Star Wars is doing great as just shows. Um, and the reason why is because we get more time with the characters. Because I remember going back and watching Clone Wars and Rebels and all these shows. And I was just like, we have so much time, and there's so much more Star Wars to look into. When when you're watching a movie as gr- as wonderful and amazing as they are, you have a, l- a limit on it. When you, when you're on the when you're doing TV shows, they can go on for multiple seasons. They can just keep going and going and going, and uh, and that's what they're trying to do with these live action shows like Man- like Mando and Ahsoka, and mo- probably not Kenobi, but it's. It's that kind of stuff that makes you think, are we at that stage where Star Wars movies are kind of going to fall out? Or do you think that the TV shows have taken over and we're just going to get TV shows from now on?
2: Like, I think we're going to get big announcements at Celebration. Oh, yeah. As far as films go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I don't... Disney is not the one... They're not the type of person that will... Not take advantage of an opportunity to make money, and for them to have this endless supply of plot lines and a fan base that is Star Wars, for them not to be making films is them not making money. So that's not something that Disney does. And not only, well, that, like I said, is it viable to have a to to have a Qui
2: Gon film? I don't think it is, right? And if he not if I don't his statement if a is Qui-Gon true, film
0: necessarily is in the cards. Um just because Liam Neeson says he wants to do film only and just because um Disney is just handing out films these days and TV series to characters from years past in the prequels doesn't necessarily mean that they will in the future um that's kind of that's me playing politics the way I'm talking I'm gonna be <laughs> down. I want to say that no uh a a um, gon film is not going to happen but Star Wars films in the future are are uh, a are a bright possibility, um, and just given that like like we have like the the new series uh, or set of films that Disney wants to do in in 2023 and and beyond, I can just I I just know that they're not going to quit on it. They might like totally ramp up the the TV series productions, but that doesn't mean they're going to stop with the films. <clears throat> yeah so because just because um, there are a lot of stories in Star Wars that need more time and that's what the Star Wars like the television series are for. like there are some television shows that that exist that don't need to be television shows they could di- they could do just fine as a movie, a good 120 minute 160 minute film um, and there are a lot of TV shows that I'm like this could have this th- yeah, this could have been done in a film. Or vice versa, so
2: okay. Well, let me ask you what What do you think should be a TV and film? Let's play a little game called TV or film. All right, Wandavision, <laughs> movie or movie or TV show, TV show, uh, TV show. Yeah. more but of the but this TV is a show Star Wars stuff podcast. So and you said examples. <laughs> fine, so, fine, okay. fine, fine,
0: fine, fine.
1: Oh, okay, so. There are, de- all right. So I'm with you on some things, but there are some times where I think a movie would have been done great if it was split into like a show. Because of then we could have gotten more in depth with scenes, like solo.
0: Yeah. Um, that, because even of, if that was just a short series, like a, like yeah. a four part series, that'd be okay. Because then we could go into way more detail on like the underworld and Crimson Dawn, because a lot of people don't know what Crimson Dawn is. A lot of people don't know about the Crime Syndicate. A lot of people don't know about Kessel. A lot of people... I mean, not to get into the politics of Star Wars, but like slavery is a thing that was introduced in Solo and was never talked about again. Really? It was introduced in Phantom Menace. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, Yeah, Yeah, okay. It was talked about in Phantom Menace first, but it was like the only time that it was, other than Clone Wars, where it was briefly talked about.
1: They also jumped from solo and then they actually go back to Kessel in that last season of Clone Wars and they actually talk about slavery a lot and in, in the episode that are that talks about the sisters. That uh, that has the sisters in there.
2: Right. Yeah. You know. So Crimson Dawn, TV show or film? Show. Okay. Bounty hunters that's TV so show or film. Because, what would you say? What? The Bounty Hunters from Empire Strikes Back. TV show or film? Show. The Bothan could, spies that got the Death Star plans for the the second Death Star film, TV show or film?
1: Film. Rogue I would have one. that as TV a TV show I, or film. Rogue One. I'm okay. There are a couple of slow parts where I'm like, that could have been a filler episode. But I think it. I think it would have done well as a TV show. To be honest
2: with you, as well. Well that was kind of a trick question because we are getting Rogue One, the TV show with Andor. Well, right? I it's it's yeah, it's it's the Andor series, I know. But. but man, watching that movie, I mean, it just gets better with age. And it it feels like it's Most Star
0: Wars films do.
2: Yeah, but this one more so. I mean it it feels like it belongs with the original trilogy
0: every yeah. time I watch it. It feels like a, a way better film like, in, in terms of cinematography because it was than the original just because like, it's still in the Empire era and you still are seeing all of those aspects of it, but it's just in a modern-day way. So that's why I appreciated it the most, I think.
2: Yeah, funny <sighs> you say that because that cinematographer just won the Academy Award for cinematography.
1: Wow.
0: That's why I said it, just so you
2: could say that. That's nice. why I said nice it. Setup. Thanks. Nice alley there. So in other news, we got the official announcement that Skydance New Media is going to create a brand new Star Wars game. And it should be on all the next-gen platforms, apparently. There aren't really any specifics other than it's going to be a brand-new adventure.
1: So who is the company, Skydance? What is their most well-known game? That they've done,
2: I don't think they have one, right? It's a brand new company, right? That's not true. Skydance,
1: yeah.
0: Why is it? I don't know. I can look it up. Is this a trick question? Do you know the answer? Or... Sounds like it is. Yeah, it's like, wait for it. Go oh, on. hang on. Oh, that he was... doesn't.
1: <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> um, Skydance games, they have done a couple of things,
0: haven't they? all
1: right i'm on
2: their wikipedia page and they are relatively new um they were formerly known as skydance productions
1: uh the uh the creator um of the uncharted series and um uh, right but it
2: wasn't skydance media though This, this is her company let me finish
1: Creator of the Uncharted series and director of of the Scratch project, Ragtag, is officially getting another shot at Star Wars. Her studio, Skydance New Media, is also working on a Marvel project.
0: There
1: you go.
2: Yeah, so yeah, they're they're pretty much brand new. They really haven't done anything. They were part of Skydance Productions, and they changed the name, and then I believe Amy Hennig, who was responsible for Uncharted under a different company, basically founded Skydance Media. That's my understanding. But she's done other stuff that's not as popular. But still, I mean, that's... That kind of upholds to the promise that Lucas, Lucas Games, the new branding, was going to delve into brand new video games and brand new opportunities and not just work with ea and kind of branch out and yeah i think the more games the better um i know the big complaint was we only got battlefront and after after the acquisition to disney well it was before fallen order we got fallen order after That really big span of time where we got only Battlefront two, and I think a Lego
0: game or something. Oh, the OG Battle, not not the OG OG Battlefront two, but Battlefront. Yeah, yeah, the next gen. Yeah, the next gen Battlefront, which I still like a lot. A lot of yeah, there's some things I I like like it too. Yeah, I still go back and play it sometimes, just for the maps too. Like, there's just I don't know something about the maps there that I like a little bit more. Yeah, I like some of the gameplay of Battlefront two more, but. Yeah, I know
2: Colin yeah. played a lot of Battlefront 2. I think he got like every skin, every yeah. Weapon. He
0: uh, it, if you go and look at it, like some of his his characters, it, it makes him look like a huge nerd. Like his like, what's your highest? What's your heavy? What's your heavy ranking? Like, oh gosh, oh man,
1: um, it's no, it's not that high. It's uh, it's it's almost six hundred. My like highest heroes are Anakin and Obi Wan. They're over level hundred. My like highest. Character in general is probably Bosk. My second highest is going to be Darth Maul.
0: Um, we played Darth Maul so much recently. You dude, he's cool. Yo, I've been killing it with Iden Versio the past couple weeks. Like, I went yeah. from zero, I think I'm level 46 on her, and I've been playing her a lot. They so, tops.
1: so something funny about that, which a lot of people didn't talk about, but a couple of months back, like maybe almost a year, um, the the cast who played those characters in Battlefront 2, like who um like who played Aiden and um Right and, and like that of... whole crew actually came back and filmed different stuff. They like filmed new things.
0: Yeah, her journey um, continues the campaign.
1: No, no, no. Is that what I'm, you're about? No, I'm not talking about like of the like of the Force Awakens the last oh, okay. last Jedi connection. It was like totally different stuff and uh, and then they just never spoke of it and no one knows if it's like a sequel which most likely won't be um, or or if it's like a tie-in in some way in some form because uh, of their there was also a character um, in that game that actually before Moth Gideon you know was created, there was the character called Gideon and and he was. Almost high up in the Empire, like after the uh, after the events of uh, the Return of the Jedi, after the Battle of Endor. So it's very interesting to see if that will ever come to light, because it's it's been a while. But who knows? At Star Celebration, with all these new game announcements that have no names, we'll we'll probably get names to some of them. And then we'll see stuff where the new Jedi fall in order, which I know a lot of people are hoping for. I know Josh is a is a is 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 a person that really really wants that to happen. Um there's like so much to look forward to.
0: He for loves the games. Him, he loves Calcastus, that one.
2: Yeah. Has he bought his sabers?
0: Not yet. As, as,
1: as far as I know. I haven't yet either. They've not. Well, I just get I just did get my tax return, so maybe.
0: Why don't you save that for a celebration? Yeah, uh, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, There's so many things you're gonna want to buy there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you will literally work where you can get Cal license. Yeah, I, mean, true. Oh. I
1: I think the main thing I would want from celebration is probably a Anakin Skywalker Black Series. And then it will be probably um Echo as well in Black Series. It was oh, like yeah. probably would be like the main thing. Because of I Remember when I went to Celebration 2019, and my main thing was I was looking for a lightsaber because I never had like a combat lightsaber, and I kept seeing people have one. I'm like, I want one really, really bad. Uh, and then you know, I just ended up finding one. Like later that year, I got a gift from Brooke, and then I got one for Brooke for her birthday. So, so her and I both got combat lightsabers, but then we started working at Galaxy Edge and we got all of these.
0: Is that how, mm-hmm. is that how you to work out marriage true. fights? You just go out in the yard and duel? You're doing the
1: dishes tonight.
0: I want Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Don't stop until you draw blood. That's oh how my. we do it here. No. Maybe you do. But we in the do Weaver it. household. Nope. Uh,
1: but, yeah, no. No, it's... Um... I am excited. I'm excited to see Matt's reaction because he's never experienced celebration before. So I, that's mm. really exciting. I'm excited to see Sam, even though he's oh, going three days. And not four. That choice is on him. That's fine. Um uh, let's and- send
0: him like a selfie of me and Ian McGregor. Like, and well, send him- well it's and <laughs>
1: And I, I will give Sam the benefit of the doubt because I think he did say, I didn't know that panel was going to happen on that day. So I don't, I don't think he's even 100% made up his mind, but that was his mindset at the time where he's like, listen, I will go to Disneyland every single time. And I'm like, okay. You know, it's it's fine, bro. It's, it's your choice. I, always. I, I would always try a new great experience, especially if it has the word Star Wars in the middle of it. I didn't but, even
0: open this can, this jar, if you will. Oh, you know, yeah. It's right. yeah. The jar opened itself. I swear. <laughs>
2: started with all the politics talk.
0: <sighs> Next week, religion. Yeah. <laughs> the fools. Stay tuned. We're starting a new religion. <laughs> yeah. Did, um. did you guys know that um, that
1: that they actually have an actual thing? Like someone actually started a movement like well, a years movement. ago, where a it's like. Ac- where it's it's where you people actually believe in the force, like people full out. Yeah, it's an officially force. recognized religion. Yeah, yeah. The it's, It is very. Themselves. It's it, it's very cool and very interesting as well because of like these like people like have like it's like lightsabers Jedi like they they follow the path of the Jedi and it's it, it's very interesting. Um, because I remember watching a documentary on it like a while ago, and I was like, oh wow, this is an actual thing okay all right. right so uh please uh please go follow us on instagram facebook twitter youtube uh if you go if you go on apple Podcasts, like uh we you, you do what you gotta do um uh we love you all no matter what your opinion is um uh it it, it drives us to keep going forward so thank you for your honesty. Um, and everything and Star Wars theory calling you out, man. I I, I would I we would love to have you on the podcast. That 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 would be a great time. It would be a, a great a great discussion. Um, to kind of talk about our 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 perspectives of the Last Jedi. Um, because of James would um James would probably have a, f- yeah James <laughs> would have a field day with that because of. Because of the way that like he feels about like the sequels and stuff, but we'll see. That that would be really cool. But yeah, um, please go follow us on everything. We're on Patreon. Um, changes will be coming to our Patreon after celebration. Um, that is the official word. So tune in for changes after celebration. Um, I thought and, bird was the word, and you're done. Uh, oh yeah. No. Uh, and then. <laughs> I think that's everything, David. Right? Am I missing
2: something? Yeah, I just want for- to give a big shout out to all of our patrons that have supported us over the, over years. the years. Yeah, especially Joseph Jansen, Nathan Shank, uh, Liam McCallion, um, Maca, Kevin, uh, Jamie Honeycut, uh, Matthew Martinez, uh, Mackie Morris, and Tim Sites on Facebook. Man, you do. You do the Lord's work on Facebook for us, so yeah. There's Sometimes I cat, think like he's
0: one. on our podcast. I'm like, oh, Tim? <laughs> no, no, that's not Tim. Next time.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, and for all the people that were that were backing me up for uh, for Max Rebo, thank you. You will always be in my heart forever, James. Call now, All
0: right. Thank you so all much. Right. For me, guys. <laughs> I bid you all adieu. Uh, may the forest be with you all, always.